Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Becca Schoenborn, joined by my lovely friend, Dustin Dubuque. Good morning. Morning, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. <laughs> I never know how to follow up. Like you, you're so you, good at like continuing the conversation after you say something well, nice. I was going to say, I was like, that's all I thought about. I was going to say, how's it, uh, what was it like uh, doing your first Winter Days Parade? Because when we started this three years ago, I was the one doing the parade, and now you're doing it. How the tables it. have turned. Yeah, exactly. And then I just got to show up and do nothing Yeah. And stand there. It was great. Um, it was really good. I feel like I was waiting the whole time for something bad to go, like something to go wrong, you know, yeah. just because it was the first one that, luckily I had participated the year before as a volunteer, so I at least kind of understood how it ran but yeah we had um the preliminary data that sounded very dorky but you know if you know me you know i am that kind of person Mm -hmm. um over seven thousand people were there which is potentially a record attendance for the parade it was also 50 degrees i was just gonna say the 50 degrees helped so i think it was um a combination of the 50 degree weather having extra more stuff to do this time or maybe just new energy or whatever i don't know mostly the weather i'm not taking too much credit for the the attendance the weather was great but yeah we had people from all over the place because we have cool software that we can see uh where people came from too so people came from leclerc all the way like the whole surrounding area wasn't it was good i I was i like the fact that there was a lot of different people in it too Mm -hmm. yeah not the same not the Usually the parade's almost the exact same forty people every single time. Yep. And it was nice that there was a bunch of like I was like, oh, interesting. That's that's a new thing that I didn't know would mm-hmm. be in this. So that's cool. Other than the fact that you lit the fireworks off too early. I'm still I'm still <laughs> having anxiety about it. I'm going to until next year. Yeah, I know. it's okay. So when you do the parade, as Becca and I both now, uh, Becca now knows is when there's fireworks at the end of it. But they have to. But you have to. The, the guy who lights them off is obviously by the fireworks. So you have to call him, and like, time it out. Yes. With the parade ending, because then people have to get from Main Street across. The only thing is, is you really can't see the whole parade, no matter where you are, because you're a human being. Right. And I should have went have on to, the roof to well, make and the then fireworks. Well, go, and then honestly. you call him, and then it's still up to him of like the gap that he gives versus when he starts. And oh, so yeah. one year I did it, and uh, it pretty much did exactly what you did, where the parade was about halfway to the end, <laughs> and everybody starts beelining for the road, and I'm, that's why immediately I text Becca, I'm like, too early, too early. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get hate mail because I remember the one year I did it, and you know what? I, I got, got one single comment about it, and not nothing bad. else. No that's phone not bad. calls, one comment's no emails. Good. I had a couple phone calls the one time I did it, so. Good yeah. on you. Luckily, I took most of the day off the next day, to, so you know maybe that was just an avoidance technique. Yeah. But I didn't come back to any voicemails or emails or anything. And you stay either. out of the Menominee Uncensored page on Facebook, right? Or are you in that one? Um, I think I'm in it, but I try to not look at them very often because oh, don't be in it. I don't know. I don't. It's, a lot of it's not helpful. If it's constructive criticism, sure, great. Mm. I'll, I'll love to listen to it, but. I'm not a person to just complain on the internet for no reason, though, either, you know? Um, But yeah, anyways, Winter Days was great. I'm very happy with how it turned out. We have a really awesome committee right now that puts it on, so definitely not only me. There's probably 20 people that are involved in just getting it going the day of and uh, getting everything planned and prepped and 
Yeah, it's certainly well, couldn't do it's it without a well-oiled them. machine at this point. But yeah, it's that one's one of the easier ones. So yeah. Well, good job. Congratulations. Thanks. We already have better ideas for next year, and I'm excited to. I don't know, not be in my first year. Yay. You know? So yeah. Knock on wood. What about you? What's new? Anything? Uh, well, me, the museum had Wakanda Wonderland too. A couple <gasps> days after. Yeah. How did it we go? Recorded it. Uh, I thought it went really well. I wasn't around for as much as I usually am, but it, you know, once the light, you know, sun goes down, all the lights are on, and the weather was fine. It was raining, so that's mm. a thing oh, that's that right. we're now dealing rain. with in December in Wisconsin, where it rains. Um, but no, I thought it was good. It's cute. So, a couple good wintry, fun, adorable, cute things. Yeah, and the um, well, by the time this goes up, the, it will not be up anymore. But the there's like the whole Wolski Bay. Oh yeah, Wolski Bay lights now are too. So yeah. it seems like every year there's more and more. Yeah, it's nice. Cute holiday stuff, but yeah, our town's doing something that's nice. Yeah, but in if you're listening to this episode, it's 2024. Happy New Year! Yay! 2024 is a real year. In fact, that sounds like yeah, it's weird. It should be a hundred years from now still, but <laughs> you know, I guess that's what happens as you age. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Becca. <laughs> Monday morning thoughts. Oh my gosh! Monday morning thoughts. Well, speaking well, of that, I was going to say, would you I'll like to introduce segue. our guest? We're here with Eric Evanson. Hello, the <laughs> professor of design at UW Stout. Yes, and a Renaissance man throughout town. I like that. Ooh, yeah, Renaissance that's what we man. We like yeah. we like uh, we like having the people on when I kind of like what Eric did. I said of him. Well, I saw Eric like a month ago or so, and I was at the spirit room with the Mabel, and I was like, you know, we, we have a list, which I would love telling people that we have a list of people that we have. It's we not have names creepy on it. at all. It's not creepy. No, it, but it is endless it at d- this it point. It is endless. So we put people's names on it whenever we think of people that are interesting that we talk to. And I was like, Eric, you've been on it. I've just never reached out. And uh, <laughs> How did it feel hearing yeah. you've been on a mystery well, list Whenever someone years. comes up to you <laughs> randomly and you're uh, having a cocktail and they're like, you're on my list. Yeah, you're on my list. Like, say that it's um, a little bit off-putting. <laughs> You're panicking, like going yeah. through, like, oh, God, what, what did I do? What did I do? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. what Is this a this, good list or a bad list? What could this possibly mean? <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about it is, is the fact that we, because we've been doing this for a while now, now we're getting to, like, kind of the people that we originally started, I think, with the podcast talking about, that we wanted these, like, people that are just, like, in town that do c- cool, interesting things. As so. it turns out, there's a lot more of them than I realized yeah, when we started this. that's what I thought. I think so. that's true. Menominee's full of, like, really interesting people, and mm-hmm. um, I've always thought that it's it's a reason, one of the reasons I was kind of, like, uh, interested in living here. I couldn't completely tell when I interviewed at Stout, but it was apparent, I think. Like, yep. there's, like, an energy in the town that there, that energy is not the same everywhere. And I don't even know how to define it. It's definitely kind of like aura, like um, esoteric stuff. Yeah. To say. Oh, you're speaking my language. Uh, but <laughs> Dustin over here, Dustin will say nothing to this. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I know exactly what I, you mean. I will, I'm here too. I will <laughs> say that there are some anthropologists uh, who I can't cite because it's too early in the morning. But they've <laughs> coined a term called sense of place. Mm. Like there are towns or places or buildings or whatever that have a sense of place, and then there are locations that don't. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell a location that doesn't when you're there it doesn't need to be a ghost town or unpopulated it can just be like a strip mall in somewhere in indiana or something (laughs) um and and it it doesn't have anything to do with size Mm -mm. um my sister's town that she lives in in new hampshire is i i always say it's um like stars hollow 
Oh my uh, God, that's what I always compare Menominee to. Mm-hmm. Have I told th- Have I told you this? As you were describing all the Winter Days stuff and whatever, I was thinking about Stars Hollow and how my sister posted something on Facebook, a picture of her town with like all these Christmas lights and whatever. And this is a town of like 300 people. Yep. Um, and it's like Stars Hollow in that like it's tiny and everyone kind of does this stuff and my brother-in-law runs the Facebook page for the town and like <laughs> um, they have like one coffee shop that they all hang out at yep. and it's Classic. it's kind of nutty but um, I mean that town has a sense of place and then there's mm-hmm. other small towns in New Hampshire that are just kind of like weird little weird little places where there's like an auto body shop and then a gas station and yep. that's it nothing else yeah yep. No, I'm I'm with you there though. I that's kind of how why I ended up staying here too. Is like I came here for Stout, and then once I got involved in the community, I was like, oh, everybody's a little weird here mm-hmm. in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, finally I fit in. <laughs> it's like kind of nice, and yeah, it does feel like one of my know, there's just this, like a sense of belonging and one of my favorite ways of illustrating that is uh, my parents were visiting a couple of years ago, and uh, we were driving down the street. I think we were gonna um, go to. Um, the bookstore um which is now dragon's tail books mm-hmm. um but it wasn't yet and um you know we just pulled up in front of the uh, antique store and um and someone got off a penny farthing uh that they were riding uh test driving down the street and my i didn't really notice this but my dad was like is that guy riding a penny farthing? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, well, welcome to Menominee. Like, this is like, what yeah, you get here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have a superhero. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, we have, the, yeah, we have a guy who walks around in an uh, iron the suit. Iron mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we have all these things that just uh, that just exist yep. here. The yep. clunker is always the one. The clunker is our favorite thing. I was describing that to somebody over the weekend. Yeah. My mom, I don't know if when they're going to put a clunker yeah. on the lake as of now, but, you know. Yeah, it's going to be February before the lake freezes that much. I mean, yeah, Menominee's the weirdest place. It is so funny. <laughs> or what we do is we put like a clunker on the on the on the lake that uh, floats, and then it floats onto the land, oh and nobody God. knows where. Do you remember that last year? That, I think we talked yeah, about, we it talked on the about that last year. I don't yeah. think I followed the clunker last year. Last yeah. year they put it like sink. La- it didn't sink. <laughs> last year they put one of like the race cars on it that's made out of like fiberglass, so it's right. too light. Oh, and so when it was gone, yeah. they thought it sunk, and then they were like, "No, it didn't," because like it, you know, it has attachments to it, so they know where it is. <laughs> right. And they were like, we have no idea. And it took them a couple hours to realize it was up on the bank under by the library, just like <laughs> sitting. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Menominee yeah. is like Stars Hollow in doing? so many ways. Yo, oh I gosh, have, that's so funny. I've compared this town to Stars Hollow many, many times, just especially when I first started to go to like different town, like town hall type meetings, city council, that kind of stuff. I found myself sure. leaving them being like, where am I? <laughs> what did I just witness? <laughs> like, I'm, 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 what? <laughs> like, there's been many times where I've like Snapchatted Dustin and been like, I just need to tell somebody. Well, somebody this. that this like, happened here. I know. Like, you'll understand more than anybody else, probably. Like, what is happening? So <laughs> but um, that's why I like yeah, it. Yeah. Well, how, so what about did you move to Madamini? Did you say yeah, it was are you from ju- New Hampshire? Yeah, okay. yeah, from there originally, um, and then I went to grad school in Ohio, and then um, lived in Minnesota for a few years, and then ended up here to teach at UW Stout. Uh, I married a Wisconsinite, so um, that's you know a good reason to consider living in Wisconsin if you're not from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, at one point this position opened up at Stout, and I was interested in it, and interviewed, got the job, and now we live here. And actually, my wife, uh, Erica Spano, um, composer, conductor, 
Renaissance person also is um, uh, 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 alum of UW Eau Claire. So we're not too far okay. from one of her homes away from home mm -hmm. either. Um, but yeah, nice. that's kind of what it was. Come here for the job and stay for the... And then accidentally well, stay for... <laughs> well, not accidentally. <laughs> I, you know, you take a teaching job to, to be there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you want it to be a good fit too. So mm -hmm. um, I think people will take jobs at a university and then they'll be there for a few years and then say like, you know what, this isn't doing it for me. I'm, maybe they're from Arizona and then they can't handle the winter or maybe they're um, from a city and they can't handle a small town or vice versa. Right. Like, I don't know that if I took a position at um, Boston University that I'd want to stay there mm -hmm. um, just because I don't know if I could handle being a um, working at a university without a, a real campus or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, too. Like, something I've learned... I moved here from Appleton, which is, you know, a little bigger than Eau Claire, but something that I've noticed, too, is, like, I miss the sense of anonymity from living somewhere bigger. Like, yeah, that's I true. I feel like Boston would be like that, yep. too, where it's, like, you can be anonymous. Yep. But also, there's something so charming about not being able to leave your house without seeing people that you know. Like, it's there's something that's kind of sweet and endearing about that. You're like, oh, wow, I actually have a community. Except, <laughs> yeah. Except for when you're in a rush. Unless you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the mood so to when not. When you're yeah. in a rush, you're going to that's run That's when you see someone. everybody. Well, I'm not going to the post office or the co-op today. Yeah. yeah. Because you're toast. You're toast at that point. Oh, yeah. I have I have to like plan my co-op trips now, especially that I don't work there anymore. Yeah, it's I bet. like I usually can either make it to the produce department or the bulk section before I get stopped and then I'm there for 20 minutes and it's like a whole mm -hmm. hour long trip and it's like I came in here to get like a right and then you leave thing. and you forget the eggs exactly yeah, right. yeah. It's like I didn't even get the green onion I came in here for or whatever but I did get all the gossip of town but yeah I'm <laughs> up to date on the gossip so I have that <laughs> so our, uh, so you're at uh, Stout for Design yeah so uh, for the folks who don't know what's so how do you get that? It must mean you're creative, which I obviously, both of us know you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started out my career, I guess, as a graphic designer. I was a studio art major uh, at the University of New Hampshire, um, drawing and painting. Uh, we didn't have graphic design or illustration or, or anything you might associate more with me at that school at that time. Uh, so I just was a sort of general studio arts major. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, somehow segued into a career as a graphic designer and um, one of those graphic designers that moonlights as an illustrator and um, did that for a little while in industry um, and then kind of realized um, that I wanted to teach. I think I had kind of a moment um, where one the job I had at the time was very corporate. I was making... Um, it was in a corporate advertising department, but I, we made a lot of mail order catalogs also. Oof. And I think mind numbing. The, the the mythical story I tell people that I don't know if it's actually totally true anymore is um, that I went home from I drove home from work, stopped in my apartment building, opened up my mailbox, pulled out one of our own catalogs and put it in the recycling bin. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> my job is to make garbage. Yeah. Make garbage. I should yeah. do something a little more meaningful with my life. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how it worked or whatever, but there's something there's it's like 30% true at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. Uh, and um, I did, I did have that moment of realization that like, I didn't enjoy just like pumping out print matter and print matter and print matter. I wanted to, mm -hmm. um, and, and basically like, you know, I was making a small salary to handle like, um, you know, a couple million dollars of advertising per wow. year. Um, 
and I was not, you know, I don't get paid you that, but like they were million. trusting me with that. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was coming home and like throwing out garbage and, me, uh, right. <laughs> it bummed me out. Interesting. So, um, I did take another job in industry, but I, I think I had known that I wanted to slip into academia or something a little bit more, um, and train other people to do exactly the same thing. Right. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Well, and some people thrive in that environment. Like yeah. some people like the, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, at, for me anyways at the co-op that's the part that got boring was like the cyclical nature of it doing mm-hmm. the same thing all the time yep. over and over again it's like that yeah that some people love that and thrive in that yeah. and really want to do that kind of design work where you're yeah you know doing that type of totally. same thing but and I'm, I'm also from a family of, of teachers basically almost my entire family uh, teaches or is involved in education in some way um you and, tried. Um, you tried to avoid it. I, I, yeah. I didn't like intend. I don't know. It's not like I had written it off or whatever. Right. But then, um, at some point, I realized, like, no, yeah, I, you know, I, gu- I guess this is what I'm gonna do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tried a little bit. I taught a, a community college class in Maine for a year, um, and uh, like at night, while I was also doing design work, and it it worked pretty well. I I was I liked it. I wasn't good at it then. Um, but I enjoyed it well enough and said, yeah, I think I could, I could make this leap. So I did. Yes. Then you, then you, you know, if you're me, what you do is you get married, you go to grad school together and then you start following academic jobs around the country. Yep. Nice. How long ago did you make that decision? How long have you been teaching for? Oh man. Um, I think this is my 19th year teaching. Cool. Um, from that first like community college class until now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I did it, you know, a little bit part-time and here and there for about five or six years. So uh, it is my 11th year at Stout. So wow. full-time cool. teaching has actually been 11 or, tw- I guess, 12. This is my 12th year of teaching full-time um, and, like, my 19th uh, total. Okay. Dang, we must have came to town around the same time. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, 2013 is when I started. And um, my position there, so, yeah, I guess I kind of got a little sidetracked, but... Um, I'm a graphic designer, illustrator, comic book artist. Um, I've used these skills f- uh, on a couple of board games and mm-hmm. um, um, some independent graphic novels and some um, um, published comics through IDW Publishing. And um, Ooh, that's cool. Um, what else? Oh, my position at Stout is actually um, officially the generalist position, the the Renaissance Man job. <laughs> uh, so I'm in the Department of Design, but I don't specifically teach anything um i'm kind of not a floater per se but i have um jobs that i can kind of like weave your way through yeah weave my way through um currently i'm teaching a lot of uh class i wrote a class called digital illustration um which attracts mostly students from graphic design and animation Mm -hmm. and um um that's kind of my anchor class at the moment uh but i also am the director of the graduate program we have a a mfa in design and so i'm the program director for that so i spend a good amount of my time working with grad students Mm -hmm. and helping them on their thesis projects and sort of guiding them through things and teaching grad classes and stuff too that's cool yeah, your art's all over. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking. No, I feel like I've been talking the whole time. I was just gonna let you. <laughs> no, you well, and well, and you were referenced it. So, like, yeah. we had had Dave back on for yeah. those who listened about a year ago ish. Yep. He talked about his board game distilled. Yeah, it was so, longer than that. It was, was when it? you were at downtown. Oh yeah, so a year and a half. Because we were still in the board. Yeah, we yeah, were probably because yeah, we would have been just through the Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys were past that for sure. Either way. Yeah. It was a long time. I don't know if it was out yet. 
No, I don't, I don't think, think so. It no, was. no, it's mm. only really been out since um, fall summer. Right? summer. I was going to say it yeah. just came out this summer. Yeah, so if you summer. go if you go to the archives and listen to that, um, if you listen to the one with Dave, Dave obviously mentions Eric a bunch in it because Eric did all the illustrations and everything. I did, yeah, all the illustration work, all the graphic design work. Um, and, and it's beautiful, by the way. Well, thank you. I yeah. bought you the game. I haven't played it yet, but I opened it and I was like, "Oh my uh, gosh!" It's <laughs> it, <laughs> like, first of all, punching all the little pieces out is my favorite part of getting any new game. Oh, good. Dave, I love Dave loves that too. Dave, all that, yeah, and that's something we talked Dave about on the it. episode. Is he was like, "Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah. a little spendy because the organization." I was like, "I will pay it, yeah. so much extra money if I know that a game." is aesthetically pleasing and has good organization like those are that's mm-hmm. why i'm buying games mm-hmm. let's be honest yep, so it's yep. a really beautiful game thank you it looks so cute yeah. thank you and yeah. everything is like i haven't played it yet but just looking at it and reading through the book and the rule book and stuff everything is like so thought out and cohesive and that's not something you always find in a game that size it's, you know? yeah we worked really really hard I especially bet. that rule book took a lot of work um mm. Um, because we wanted it to be useful. Right. <laughs> Game rule books are not always um, um, known for their good user experience, but we had uh, right. Cody Reimer sort of writing and editing the rules as well, and he's a um, um, technical writer, editor, and um, professor at Stout. Uh, he teaches user experience classes. Oh, he teaches okay. technical writing, and um, that that all adds up. There, oh right? yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So he was on it. I'm. I, that's the kind of graphic design work I really like, which is like the challenge of presenting something in a way that's mm-hmm. um, easy to kind of get. Um, so we, yeah, we spent an awful lot of time laying that thing out. And then you have the added challenge for a graphic designer of trying to make it fit in an appropriate ca- page count and right. <laughs> stuff like oh that, gosh, too. Yeah, that was um, is that know. the first um, board game you've done the graphic design for? It is the second, actually. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, Erica and I. Um, uh, made um, it was her like much like distilled as Dave's brainchild. This was hers. Uh, uh, a card game called Marrying Mr. Darcy, mm. and uh, it's a it's a sort of um, not an adaptation. What do you say? It's a it's a card game about Pride and Prejudice where you play as uh, one of the female characters from Pride and Prejudice, and um, the system the game system you're interacting with is the social um, structure of that era, early 1800s. Um, in England amongst the landed gentry and so you're sort of navigating this and going to balls and trying to like um, make yourself attractive so that um, some rich dude will basically ask you to marry him and then you can say yes or no and uh, make some decisions there too so um, yeah we did that um, during a couple of summers when she was teaching at Bemidji State University and then right when I started at Stout kickstarted it and um, got it published about um a year into my time here. So that one's been out for like about nine years. Cool. Yep. Yep. That's so. awesome. Yeah, and you could always, the cool thing about your artwork is you can always tell it's you. <laughs> like for so coming yeah, from a non art person, you yeah. know, it's it's always interesting. Which, that's, imp- that's a compliment. That's if I've yeah, heard it is. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Wow. I remember when, uh, and Eric's done uh, stuff for the museum mm-hmm. over the years. I have, yeah. And, uh, and I remember like when I first learned of you before I knew you was when you were doing some stuff. And now it's like, if I see something, I'm like, oh, that's Eric's stuff. That's oh, a like, that's, that looks just like his challenge accepted. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I couldn't say that probably about very many humans. That's so. interesting. I, d- I do try to be a mimic sometimes, but not with stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. uh, back when I was working in advertising, one of my strengths was I could mimic different styles and stuff. And so, yeah. like, um, 
an illustration project for a bank would be different than an illustration project for like a local restaurant or something. And so right. I, I tried to like develop a few different approaches, but um, in later years, I'm leaning a little bit toward um, uh, trying to keep things consistent, I guess. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, because one of the best things I thought, like that you did for the museum, shameless plug, was uh, we found that Devil's Punch Bowl. Oh yeah, uh, story. Have you ever seen this? The like, it's like a. I don't think so. I'd have to re-remember. Eric might even remember <laughs> I can, better. Than I just I talked would. about it too with a student. So oh really? Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, because it was an old story, like a kid wrote. We f that yeah, we, and Melissa or yeah, Sophie here her found it. Yeah, her name was Isabel Waterman. I think she was class of nineteen thirteen uh, or something yeah. from the Nominee High. Wow. And um. Yeah, it was. Uh, she wrote this story about the Devil's Punch Bowl. It's it's totally a fairy tale. She like made it up whole cloth. So it, I don't think it relates to any um, stories of of little people that live in the Punch Bowl or yep. anything like that, which a lot of people think it must. Um, but it's basically a fairy tale. And um, uh, yeah, either I think Sophie found it and Melissa decided to publish it or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, so I I think Melissa said, "Well, do." You, do you have a class where this might be an appropriate project? And I said, no, and didn't at the time. And I said, no, but I, I, I'd be interested no, in doing it. No, but I'll do it. it and yeah. um, so I, I, I did, and it was, it was really fun. So yeah, there was an exhibition here uh, for several months hanging up in the, um, uh, what's the little brown curiosity corner? Is yeah, that what exactly. It's called? Yep. Yeah, in the curiosity corner. And um, yeah, Melissa and still has a couple in her office. Yeah, the books. I mean, the, the illustrations in it are I think awesome. the book's in the That's gift cool. shop. I think you it can is. buy it. So it is. Cool. It's not too expensive. It's not a very long story. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a little children's story. That's yeah. all it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, er, yeah, that stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. We got on Wisconsin Public Radio for that. It was actually pretty, pretty um, high profile for a small little thing. Small yeah. little thing. Cool. Yeah, oh my yeah gosh. that's very cool. Um, just off the top of your head, what's your favorite thing you've ever designed? Do you have something? No. Uh, <laughs> I think the standard answer is usually the last thing I did. Right. Um, me too. <laughs> for a lot of people. Um, so I think that's the only thing I can say. Um, usually the last thing I did, I'm into. Um, I do have a project that's not out yet, but maybe in 2024 it will. I did a, um, you know, a, a graphic novel over my sabbatical two years ago that um, I kind of finished last year and I've been kind of sitting on for a little bit it's um, um, a Norse mythology themed graphic Ooh. novel I've done one of those already um, but this is a new one and um, so in I guess in my mind that's my current favorite because I feel like it's the most recent uh, distilled is the most recent that's out right so there you go cool good answer so and outside of your like us pigeonholing you and yeah that's what you do you're kind of out and about too. I see you in a lot of MTG shows. Yeah, That's kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, I, I mean. Oh yeah, I forgot about that whole entire other side of your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I was yeah, just gonna duh. say. Yeah, I play in the Ludington Guard Band. Oh yeah, are you, you are. Yeah. In oh, that's cool. I forgot yeah, about that. I'm in the sax section there, I think that this is year ten. That's awesome. <clears throat> or last year was maybe. That's right. How was it being in that? It's great. I, I, my dad's a community band director, and this is like kind of what I was saying before about towns and having a sense of place, like. Um, I think I grew up in this world uh, where my parents, my dad ran the community ba community band, my mom played lead trumpet, um, uh, and then during community theater shows, they would both play in the pit orchestras, my sister and I would, would get involved, and so um, community arts and community performing arts and spe specifically are ingrained in, in my, I don't know, family uh, lore. Uh, my niece is, is in, like, she's... Uh, 
have she's in community bands now and does theater and is a dancer um so it's not even like it just keeps going right. <laughs> down the line um so uh Ludington was an obvious thing um uh, to do when we moved here and um MTG was not originally <clears throat> pardon me for a sec Uh, MTG was not necessarily on my radar when we first moved here, but then <clears throat> uh, as soon as we were here for a little a little while, uh, shows started popping up, and uh, I think we went to one or two. I think um, it was Into the Woods was the first one we really saw, um, and Salt directed it, and I think we went thinking, like, man, if they can pull off some Sondheim in Into the Woods, like, this is going to be quite the thing to see. Mm -hmm. And it was great, and it really, like, lit a fire under me to um, audition again, because I hadn't... Um, I hadn't done any theater since high school. I'd always intended to, but I've been hopping from place to place and kind of living in places where um, it's not conducive to that. Like, um, like you were saying about being in a larger city where you can be anonymous, um, the downside to living in a larger city is those community orgs are not the same. Oh, and absolutely. Like the arts experiences are more plentiful, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're um, just a schmo like me, you're not going to necessarily be playing in um, one of those groups or acting in one of those um, companies because they hire pros and the pros right. live there and the pros um, are building up a portfolio right. and stuff. And so like mm -hmm. the competition is heavier. Yeah. Or they're like bringing in touring shows like or they're in Appleton, bringing, the yeah. performing arts center is like they're bringing in like Broadway shows. Yeah. And, and I know there's community know. theater everywhere. I know there's community yeah. music everywhere, but um, it's different here. it is just different. And when you're in a, a smaller community, I think the opportunities are um, a little more interesting for that mm -hmm. reason, because you're not necessarily competing or um, in that ecosystem with all these other um, orgs. So anyway, yeah, I think the first show I was in was um, Guys and Dolls, because my wife music directed it. Uh, and then I realized I, I, I was just in the ensemble and I realized like, well, okay, yeah, I, I still have it. <laughs> I want to have lines. And then so the next one I did was The Crucible, um, which is a, if you want lines and a challenge, yeah, <laughs> that's that'll, a, bring, it, that'll yeah. bring it. So uh, yeah, it's been like cool. one or two a year since pretty much. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, you're one of the faces that I think people would know from MT MTG shows. Yep. I feel like we've had that randomly on this. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, say, say, I, like, oh, I think of you and I think of Anna. Yeah, always, Anna's, Anna's always in everything. Yeah, there's a few that you <laughs> see them. There's probably like, mm -hmm. we go back to the first part of the beginning, the amount of people that probably just know you and they're like, I've seen this person before. Yeah. <laughs> Where have I heard Where his I voice know before? this person? Yeah. And you're like, ah, he's an MTG person. <laughs> I did a few years ago. I was at, I was Dracula and Dracula. And that's the oh, one that people right. now, like, when I, like, occasionally, a couple times a year, I'll be out on the street and someone will be like, oh, hey, Dracula. And I don't know who they are. <laughs> um, that's so funny. But it's pretty great. I'm like, yeah, right on. I, yep, cool. <laughs> that was years ago. That's so funny. That's, cool. that's interesting, too, that they remember that about you. And that's, like, how you are in their mind. It's like you are Dracula to it's them. Great. It's I mean, I know funny. what I look like. I knew I was going to probably get that part. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. So, it, it's I don't know. I guess it's nice to have a, um, <laughs> memorable, <laughs> give people right. memorable experiences, right? Yeah. I'd like, say. that's what you want. If you're a maker or artist or whatever, you want to be providing memorable experiences mm -hmm. for people. So, if I can uh, do that on the stage of the Mabel, that's great. If I can do it with a board game, I worked on with people that's great uh or a, a um, you know devil's punch bowl that's also awesome right it's just varying levels of like how easy it is for you to see people 
yeah responding to things like in theater you're getting that direct it's very direct the direct yeah. response yeah. where right. a board game people people who know you and know you were involved will talk to you about it but it's not something it's that not a stranger the same, yeah. can come up to you and be like oh yeah. you did this like we they're did, not gonna put it we, together we did uh black friday i think it was the third production of black friday last year two years ago whatever that was i guess it was maybe a year and a half ago um and um uh, which I don't know if all the listeners of this podcast know it, but it was written by um, um, John uh, Russell uh, for the Mabel. It's the story of the Abraham Lincoln assassination. And so it's a play within a play almost where there's the story of the Lincoln assassination. And then inside it is our American cousin or like an abbreviated edited version of our American cousin, which is the play that Lincoln was seeing when he was shot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so I was, I was uh, in it as I had like the choicest role um, that I could have imagined in that show, which is um, I was the villain in the play within a play in Our American Cousin, and he's sort of like a, a villainous bureaucrat trying to get the family estate from uh, this wealthy family. But he's like the estate manager. I'm playing basically the same role in um, Cinderella. Now. <laughs> 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 um, but um, uh, it was, it was awesome and so i said oh i get it this is like 1800s theater this is like almost pantomime this mm-hmm. is like stagey on purpose this is mustache yeah. twirling villainy oh right so i got oh, to fun. like so i leaned hard into it i paced the stage i like um was as over the top as i could be uh, i did have a mustache it wasn't long enough to twirl but um almost and then uh the reason i bring this up is um the audience feedback on that is is was awesome like it was exactly <laughs> what you want and so like at some point someone booed and i was like yes yeah <laughs> that's what i want yeah and i and then i, I kind of started like uh wiggling my fingers on stage to like bring it up yeah. right like cause that's it's what they would have done then yeah. and yeah. it's uh kind of the fun of being in one of those parts where you're chewing up all the scenery and people are booing you and funny you know hopefully it lulls them into a false sense of security too so that the you know lincoln part that comes up shortly thereafter um they get to see like this fake staged villainy and then they see some real villainy yeah. and then that shock i think is like part of the the art of that script that john russell wrote um yeah. But oh, that's fascinating. But the direct one-to-one audience stuff, oh man, <laughs> it's <fun>. really great. <laughs> and yeah, it's fun for the audience too. I know, like when we s- went and saw what was the murder on the Orient Express? Oh Is that yeah, what it's called. We mm-hmm. went and saw that's the most recent one I saw, mm-hmm. and when our friend Liliana was in it. Oh yeah, Liliana. Um, mm-hmm. We were laughing afterwards because when she was like killed or whatever in the play and was or shot or whatever yeah. one of our friends in the audience it went oh, no and she almost <laughs> broke character because of it and i was like yeah not that i want her to break but there's just something so like so funny yeah so fun about yeah. the back and forth especially yep. at mabel like it's so intimate and small that there's like something so fun about that. yeah right i think that intimacy is a part of it and like you're in there and, and whatever you're doing like the audience is there with you they're not mm. faceless yeah, they're exactly. like four you feet can see from them you. all yeah, yeah exactly whether you want to or not yep. you can see everyone's face mm-hmm. that's awesome all right. Well, our producer's been telling us five minutes for probably 20 minutes now, yep. so we could probably <laughs> listen sure. once in a while. Um, we end our podcast with the same two questions every oh, time. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had to prepare for this. I didn't prepare at all. That's okay. Uh, mine's an easy one. What good food have you eaten lately? Or maybe not easy if you're a foodie. It's oh, hard to I pick. But <clears throat> lately? Um, well, this is a... And when I say lately, I mean anytime. <laughs> it's like when I say the other day, which could be yesterday right. or when sure. I was born. Um, 
I, you know, I, I could plug a cheesecake that my friend made the other night, which was delightful. Yeah. But what I'll do instead is um, say that I picked up a really awesome salsa at the, um, the I, I cannot remember the name of it because I've been there only for about 10 minutes, but the new Mexican oh, supermarket. Yeah, grocery oh, store, yeah. 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 Uh, I picked up a really awesome salsa there um, that was just fantastic. It, it had a little too much heat for me. It, mm. I got hot accidentally. Um, and so I had to give it to a friend who likes heat hot salsa more but um i would say if anyone hasn't been up there yet to yes. like go yeah, uh food go shopping yeah. uh yeah it's good there's all kinds of stuff they've got um baked goods they've got uh chorizo they've got um mm -hmm. salsas and canned things it's it's a it's a great great place i'm i haven't been back but it's only been like a week or two so right. yeah. i'll only be been back open for a few weeks. <laughs> yes. yeah i haven't been there yet either but it's on my list yes it's mm -hmm. on mine too yeah, it was awesome no, um, it's winter cooking season. Yeah, me, I know. So. That's what sure. I was thinking. I yeah. made homemade pad thai last week, like made the sauce and everything. And I'm still thinking. It's been a week and I'm still thinking <laughs> yes, about so it. Yes, I've done it once like, too. Oh, my God. So, uh, so awesome. I have, we've never made pad thai at home. Oh, it's way easier do. than You'll I thought. Love it. It's easy. Okay. Yeah. It I, seems harder than it is, but it's It's, it's, it's just mixing. It's just mixing. It's like soup. It's like glorified soup. Um, <laughs> truly, it is. It's glorified okay. soup. It's just noodles in it. It's not that hard to make. Soup you just with mix a bunch of it. stuff together. Yep. Um, yeah, my my question is: is uh, what's a movie that you makes you feel an emotion? Feel an emotion? Any emotion? Yeah, any emotion? Every one you want. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to remember what emotions feel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of those. Sorry. <laughs> um, there are movies that I can get incredibly nostalgic for, um, and. Um, I probably there are a couple that I can rewatch pretty much any time for that reason, um, and so I'll throw two of them out: um, Ghostbusters. Um, one thing we didn't get to talk about was drawn comic books. I got to work on oh, some yeah. Ghostbusters comics, licensed <laughs> Ghostbusters comics from IDW. Cool. Um, which was a dream that I didn't know that I had when I was a kid. Um, so when I was a kid and I was super into Ghostbusters, um, I didn't know that I could. That I would that there would be comic books of it someday, and yeah. that I would end up doing a, a couple of shorts um, for that. But um, uh, so Ghostbusters is one like that's one that's been in my mm -hmm. body forever, and um, uh, probably the other would be Beetlejuice. Okay, Ooh, yeah. good choices. Oh, I Beetlejuice like Beetlejuice. Great. Yeah. yeah, classics. Well, thanks, Eric. Sure, we appreciate yeah, having so you on. Being Thank here. you. <laughs> it yeah. goes fast every time. It's like just when we start to. I've got 20 more questions as usual. But, I you teach know. classes that are two and a half hours long, and I can just sit and talk for that amount of time oh, yeah. if you want me to. Mm -hmm. So right. um, I, I get it. I totally get it. Half an hour or whatever this was yeah, does not 30, feel like goes, 35 goes usually. Quick. Yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't feel like much to me anymore. No. Well, we're known to have repeat guests. So <laughs> yeah, right we'll have on. you back on. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our wonderful little podcast we have here. Sometimes we're so surprised that people listen to this and i don't know why we're never going to get over that but mm -hmm. thank you we appreciate it very much um you can follow us, our little podcast journey on facebook and instagram at the manam pod visit our website themanampod.com until next time we will see you later